Hello and welcome to Cinema Subculture, the podcast where we discuss everything strange, obscure and downright messed up in the world of movies. My name's Gary. And I'm Simon. And this is episode three episode of three. the podcast. Yep, but this time you probably, hopefully, heard episode one and maybe even two. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to take this opportunity to apologise for anything in those first two episodes. Um and for anything in future episodes. Yeah, we're just going to learn as we go here. Yeah. Just say, uh, I think the quality of the recording was a wee bit rough in the, the first episode. Really? Maybe you've heard I've, that. No, I've, I've heard just um, the levels some good and comments stuff. about, yeah, the, yeah. about the but, quality. Uh, yeah, we're picking up, so yeah. it should be. If nothing else, it's a good quality recording. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've we got, got the pop filter yeah, now, oh, yeah. in place. I don't have one yet. So I might right. pop. Uh-huh. Hopefully not, though. So, um... Are we aiming to do this every fortnight? Yeah, we're trying. we're trying to keep a kind of regular schedule yeah. because we've got a couple of episodes recorded, kind of banked, if you mm-hmm. will. Um, so we're a couple of episodes ahead. Um, so yeah, if we can keep that up. Yeah. If there's going to be a big break, we'll, we'll let you guys know. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully that will be the way. Um, if anyone's looking to get in contact with us uh, at all, <laughs> if you want to leave us any comments, we have an email address. It is cinema underscore subculture at hotmail.com and we also have a blog uh, which is cinema subculture all one word dot blogspot dot com also for any of you tech savvy people out there who want to follow us with an rss feed this can be done by inputting feeds dot feedburner dot com forward slash cinema subculture all one word Um. And if you go to our blog, there's a place you can leave comments, anything like that. Any suggestions for future films you want us to have a look at? Um, any comments on what we've done already? If you think we're shit or good, you can let us know. Yep. All that good stuff. We want to know. <laughs> let us do, yeah. Yeah, well, well, any any comment is good comment. Yeah, you know sure. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we're going to keep doing it as long as we enjoy doing it, so... Don't, don't worry about sending us something really bad because it's not going to dishearten us. Okay, so I would just want to clarify the sort of overall approach to the podcast. Basically, we want to keep it quite loose, yeah. kind of conversational, but also have some kind of level of crit- film criticism in there. Just want to strike a balance because if you go too far in one direction, I think if it's too conversational, it's just two guys talking random shit. Yeah. It's kind of not really that interesting to us to... But at the same time, if you're just reading a, an essay, man, you don't know where this is going to go yet. Don't, don't, don't say you can't say that. Okay? I know, yeah, because because we could end up that could be our thing. Right, right. <laughs> and people will start saying like, you said you want to be talk random shit. Yeah, yeah. When we talk random shit, I understand what you're saying though. Aye. yeah, definitely, I agree. It's it's always going to be a review of a film, so uh-huh. it's always going to have some sort of focus. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. I think we've been kind of. Really consistent with how we I mean, Island of Death, we were, I think we enjoyed that film so much and there was mm-hmm. so little theme wise yeah, totally. to, to look at, but I think that was still an interesting mm-hmm. film to, to review. Um, so, yeah, basically, we're just gonna talk about a film for an hour and then every week we'll just talk about random shit like Blu ray news, yeah, pickups, yeah. other kind of movie related stuff for like 20 minutes and half an hour, and that should yeah. be our structure I was also thinking um, and we can cut this out if you don't want to leave it in the actual podcast but we could eventually maybe like 
something comes out of the cinema or whatever, like we could do like a kind of a special like okay, a subculture, yeah. cinema subculture mainstream mm-hmm. or something like that, you know, where we talk like, example, I'd quite like to when it comes out, if hopefully we're still doing this, um, maybe do Dark Knight Rises, okay, yeah, you know, sure. something like that, mm-hmm. you know, it's quite mainstream, but it's still something that we're both interested mm-hmm. in. Um, anything else you want to say? Um, that's about <clears> it. <throat> Just say thanks for joining yeah. us again. And, and hopefully you've subscribed show, and, yeah. and, or, and or downloaded yes. the show. Um, keep the comments coming. <laughs> 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 so uh, today we are looking at Mario Bava's A Bay of Blood, better known in the UK when it was released as Twitch of the Death Nerve. Mm-hmm. And I believe this is a horror film with the most alternative titles I've heard this, ever. Yeah, looks um, like it. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a, a few of them if I can read some of them. Um, there's a bit of blood, uh, bloodbath, twitch of the death nerve, carnage, before the fact, ecology of a crime, um, last house and left two. I believe that the company that released it in the states owned the rights to the last, right, last house and they, they marketed it as last house and left part two. They also marketed it as new house and the left. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is pretty funny. That's just a couple of them. Um, I think the original Italian title was, is it Riazone a Catina? Catina? Yeah. Okay. Um, which actually means a chain reaction. Oh, right, right. So, which kind of makes sense when you see mm-hmm. the film. Um, do you have a, a rough wee plot outline for us? So, uh, a countess is murdered at the start of the film and then the film plays out basically with characters racing to see who's going to inherit the bay and gets bloody very bloody um <laughs> as there's a, a cyclical uh series of murders yeah i think created <laughs> i think the original screenplay title or the story title was that's what they get for being bad right um and are they bad yes. they yes they all <laughs> seem to be pretty bad the the film was marketed as and still is as having thirteen characters mm-hmm. and thirteen deaths. Right. There's actually fifteen characters, but mm-hmm. and thirteen deaths. But um, that's basically the plot. Mm-hmm. So Simon, got any opening thoughts? Well, on <clears throat> again, this was the I shouldn't probably mention this was the Arrow video release. Yep. <laughs> Once again, looking at the Arrow <laughs> stuff, kind of help. Some times only the way you get things. Um, so it was the Blu-ray we looked at. Um, I'd been looking at as we're watching. It, I noticed um, there's actually no dialogue for like about nine minutes, nine mm-hmm. ten minutes, which yeah. is quite unusual. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Bava did that in one of his previous films. It was about five minutes okay. of no dialogue, um, as he almost doubles it in this one. Again, I thought it was weird when we see the the killer at the beginning. Yeah, the, the kind of yellow black gloves. It's kind of I mm-hmm. think everyone I've seen. Um, the Argento films, everything, they yeah, all have yeah. these black gloves. <laughs> um, <laughs> you've got to wonder what the guy that's like, selling these people the black gloves, which, <laughs> what are you doing with that, sir? Um, would you also like a cutthroat razor to go with that? <laughs> um, I thought it was quite strange when we saw his face. Okay. Like, quite early, you know, straight away almost mm-hmm. after he'd committed the murder. But then obviously, he proceeds to get killed. Yeah. I thought it was quite ingenious the way we see the knife. Mm, okay, yeah. Because like it's almost like you think it's him that's got the knife. Right. And then it plunges into mm. his back. So that was kinda unusual, I thought, for a, a Giro to like, you know, like, for, like 
as I say, not really haven't seen the film yet, that um, they showed you the killer, so yeah. or who you thought was going to be the killer. Kind of. It was kind of Bava just trying to throw in some misdirection there. Yeah. It, was, mm-hmm. it was a good idea, I felt, mm. but I don't know if it was executed that well. I mean, there's something that I've been thinking about. Like, I watched the film with the commentary um, last night, and I know you've watched it as well. I kind of wish I'd they'd restored the Italian cut of the film. Right. According to the, the guy that was in the commentary, the, the Italian cut, the, the dialogue's a little more, makes sense, not makes sense. It, it yeah, points more, more to the story. Yeah, yeah. Aye. Points more to the, the story. Yeah. I, I think we both agree when the first time we watched this, it was kind of confusing. And we got to the end and we were kind of like, what the yeah. fuck? Indeed. Um, so I kind of like, I wish they'd kind of, it is present on the Blu-ray, but it's not been remastered or anything like that. But I think right. I'll still try and watch it because mm-hmm. apparently it was like one. It was a film where they shot um, in English with the characters speaking English and Italian. So there's, mm-hmm. there's two different takes each time, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might be interesting to check out the performances and see how it holds together in the mm-hmm. Italian cut. Apparently, there's some of the, the zoom shots that Bava uses quite a lot in this film that are better executed in okay. the Italian cut. Yeah. Um, so I I don't know if maybe in that cut that but then I think they said that the the scenes without any dialogue were the same right in both cuts mm-hmm. so it probably doesn't affect that okay um yeah <clears throat> basically I didn't I didn't really care for this film so mm. uh, <clears throat> it's the only Baba film I've seen so I'll qualify my any statements I make yeah with that but uh, I was expecting more like I'd heard sort of good stuff about Baba. And I mean, this film it kind of looks classy, I felt, but it is really is lacking kind of technical chops. I mean, that and that's quite strange that like again that you say that because it was mm. pretty low budget. I believe yeah. actually a lot of the, the the dolly work, if you will, was done on a a small children's mm. cart or wheelchair or something mm-hmm. like that. So I mean, again, I, I wouldn't have said that. I haven't watched it. Um, I don't know. Just the the story was all over the place. Yeah, I felt, narratively it wasn't. Yeah, easy to follow. Especially in first viewing, I mean, it really took watching it with the commentary to be able to say, I get what you, you know, kind of you to follow the story a little better. Mm. Um, again, I don't know if that's translation problems with the English cut or what, I don't know. Yeah, uh, this film didn't really work for me in like any level. I thought the storytelling was weak, there's just, like way too many characters, I felt. Uh, and it wasn't, it didn't pay off as a thriller or a horror movie, and it wasn't really fun, mm, no, even just as a fun no. exploitation watch. Um, there's possibly a good a good film in there somewhere, but I just uh, the way he presented it, uh, that wasn't it. Yeah, no. I mean, it does um, seem like a really good. I mean, when I heard the the synopsis before we watched it, mm-hmm. I was pretty intrigued because it seemed to have like I mean, it's it's kind of billed as the granddaddy of the slasher. Yeah, and there's a lot of a lot of things that like Friday Thirteenth and and Halloween before it kind of owe to this film. I would mm-hmm. say like the POV shots yeah. and the murder and things like that, and specific scenes that were actually lifted from this film into like mm-hmm. some of the Friday the 13th sequels um, so when I heard the kind of plot it, it felt like there was going to be more there than, than your basic slasher but it turned out being actually like story wise worse than yeah, a lot of totally. the best slashers you know what I mean mm-hmm. I know like Halloween and Friday the 13th don't have the best thing but, like stories but I think the first Friday the 13th is quite intriguing mm-hmm. you know with the, the way it's kind of revealed and there's quite a, a twist at the end yeah, and things yeah. like that Um and Halloween, you know, I'm a big Halloween fan, but I don't know, that's just, it didn't do it for me, as you say, it's, I like the story, I like yeah. the idea of the story. Yeah, yeah. 
seemed like it was going to be very interesting Aye. to watch, but I don't know. Yeah, because, because like... they were playing it for surprises. Mm. You know, because they were playing it that, like, oh no, this has happened. Mm. Instead of, like, you knowing that it was going to happen. I don't know. It's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, supposedly it's sort of a, a remake of uh, La Ronde. Oh, right. This is a play, and also uh, it was made into film by the German director Max Ophels. Right. Which is a play, it's a film about an ensemble of characters, and one loves another, but they don't love them back and then it moves on to another section with that character loving another and it's like a chain reaction right. going uh-huh. round and let's like, Baba's trying to trying to take that idea and make it a, a slasher movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is a good idea. But um he <clears throat> doesn't pull it off really, I feel. Nah, I mean uh, there's those comments in the, the commentary about it being kinda Shakespearean. Yeah. You know, about the parallels with like that and uh, is it much ado about nothing? Mm. Things like that and about it being kind of partly com- comical, right? All happening, but I didn't get that. Yeah, I really, you know what I mean. I, I, I guess I don't know. Maybe it's because we're used to the kind of eighties American slashers that mm. t- you know took on this kind of platform that weren't comedies. Yeah, the However, tone of this film kind of is a now. bit of a mess. I'm gonna get onto that once we get to the ending. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it seems Bava is trying to play this <laughs> light-hearted. But for me, it came across. There was, there was one shot that um, the, the commentary pointed out that, that there's a after someone gets murdered, um, it, there's a zoom into the, the front of the, smiling yellow, the Jeep. yellow car, yeah, 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 and it's got a smiley face. It's meant to say, "Don't take this seriously." Yeah, but I don't know. Like I didn't. I guess I don't. I, I really don't know. I for the rest of the film, I didn't take that from it at all. It's way too kind of just doer and earnest kind of And I mean it's quite surprise it was very surprising for me because there's so many people there's so many quotes from like people who are like I've you know like directors, filmmakers who seem to really love this film. Mm. And it cannot like and I think that's why I probably were disappointed because there's a lot of people that did enjoy it and mm-hmm. expected to be something we expected it to be something probably that it wasn't. Yeah yeah. Um yeah, just going through it, I felt the problem structurally was that we didn't understand the characters' motivations, so therefore it's just kind of random killings. We don't really feel, we're not gripped into the story, um, we're not rooting for anyone to be able to stay alive or to die, um, so there's really no suspense. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And like, he puts... <laughs> Later on in the film, he puts in some flashbacks, so it's give you the exposition. Yeah, but for but me, I mean, that's like way too late. <clears throat> exactly, yeah. and they're so random. Like, I mean, Aye. the bit at the, 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 the very end, I actually thought when that first happened, because of the way it cuts to it, mm. I thought that was a flashback. Yeah. Because there's um, the flashbacks in the film seem to happen when there's two ca- two flashbacks when two characters are killed. Mm-hmm. And it's as it, the commentary even says, it's like, it's them having flashbacks and that as they're killed for yeah, yeah. for what happens in the flashback. Mm-hmm. You know, what happens in the flashback is what has led them to be murdered. So when, at the very end, when you didn't quite know what would happen before it cut to the, the last scene, um, it, it was like, I thought that was a flashback kind of in keeping with those other characters, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But it just confused the hell out of me. Yeah. As you say, uh, th- those kind of scenes, like they, they might have been hit. I don't know how they would have worked at the beginning of the film mm. but they, they should have been yeah I think I, don't know. Just... I 
if he'd, if, even if he'd like um, cut some of these characters out and just had a tighter neck group. Yeah. Um, I think the problem was that the fact that we were starting from, we weren't led to believe that there was any mystery behind, mm. you know, there wasn't any like kind of hints to me that there had been something going on before this. It mm-hmm. was just seemed like this was just where it had started. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there was some comments later on but that the, I can't remember his cat's name, but the guy that was killing the bugs. Right. Um, like bit of him about the the architect guy coming in and, and building like you know a nightclub and stuff yeah. like that. And I mean that kind of hinted at something going on, but hinted. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm, I don't know. <laughs> I mean there was some interesting shots in the film. I mean I, I don't know if we want to go there yet, but um. One of the, the first ones I noticed was watching the second time through was that kind of, kind of you think it's the sun? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was quite <clears> clever. <throat> I mean, it does it later on, it is actually the sun. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... Yeah, there's one when it pulls out into, it's an eye. Ah, yeah, that was yeah, the one. Yeah, yeah. Gets, like, you think it's a, like the sun. It looks, ah, yeah. It's quite, works quite well. <clears throat> um, so, I mean, it's, as you say, it's kind of it's well shot. Yeah. Well... Maybe we'll get into that. Yes well, and no. I mean, it, some... Again, not having anything to compare it with his previous right, work. It, it's, it seems okay. You know, comp- again, compare it to like, the later slashers of the, you know, 70s, 80s. Mm. It's no worse shot than those, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm comparing it to. But... I just felt he really needs to tighten up that storytelling. Mm-hmm. I felt like um, you could follow it the first time. Can you? I, like, I, I followed I, it, I guess. Um, I mean, you were on. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was some lost, man. Was the, When the teenagers. <laughs> Yeah, uh, ran- and they're kind of random. They're not connected to anything. Yeah, they they get murdered. Um, and you 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 weren't sure who killed them at the end. You know? <laughs> no, uh, um, but no, I, I there was a scene with the, the architect and, and the character called Simon. Yeah, I wonder why I remember that name. Um, and he kind of he was basically saying that he'd done it. That was, that was yeah, actually right, the flashback. Right, right. No, it wasn't a flashback. It wasn't a flashback. Do you know what I mean? It's I think like, it was actually. No, no, <clears throat> not when he killed the characters. Because the when you're not when he killed the when he remembers it yeah you're right you're right Ah, yeah that was a flashback after he kills that woman he goes off and he's feeling all sad isn't it aye yeah yeah (laughs) I'm meant to feel sympathy for this guy who's just uh, hacked up a yeah I mean that's another thing what happened to oh no never mind I remember that I was thinking this last night I was watching it um the the guy that was killing the bugs. I had the, the right, pet, pet beetles. Paolo, I said Paolo. Paolo, that's the yeah. one. And his wife, I was thinking about it, I couldn't remember how she died the first time. And then when it happened, I was like, oh, aye, that's how it happened. Right. You know, um, I mean, I, I guess we're not spoiling anything. Well, we are spoiling anything, but like, that's what we do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, do you want to, it's just, what, what did you think even the murders? Like, you know, do you think they were, um, well, excuse, some of them were. There's there a couple was, of cool ones, but generally they were, Pretty like Lister, yeah. I feel. I mean, I I really liked the the one with the is it Roberto or well, I think it was like an Italian cut. It's called Roberto. I think actually that's the thing. The characters have like is like they're they're like completely different names in the Italian cut. Oh, so I they've got almost as many names as the <laughs> as the film. I think that the funniest one was um there's a character the girl, the girl um that's in the green who goes skinny up in the bay. Aye. Um, she's called Louise in the Italian cut. Cuts, right, <laughs> Louise, and in the English cut, she's called Brunhilda. Mm. Brunhil- oh, sorry, Brunhilda. Right, right. Uh, and she's made up to be a Viking or yeah, something. Yeah. The guy said it's like, I just think what's, what's mm. going on. But the, mm-hmm. some like the 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 names in Italian weren't 
the rest for the rest of them weren't wacky or anything. Right. So I don't know why they had to change them. Mm-hmm. I think like the guy, the other guy, the main teenager guy, the lead guy that gets speared to the bed with the the girl. Um, he was called Luke or something in the Italian cut, and he's called Duke. All right. <laughs> <laughs> in this one, um, but anyway, sorry. Like I was so when um, Robert or Bob, whatever he was called in the English cut, gets the cleaver through the face at the door uh-huh. yeah. well, that was pretty cool especially uh, yeah. when he's, he's blinking when he's on that uh, yeah, that's that, that quite, quite nice. cool and then um, there was no kind of messing about with the beheading oh, of yeah. the, the psychic yeah that movie. was other goriest one yeah that was pretty good they could have held longer than that I thought Aye. wasn't he you know what I mean it was a good one it's quite surprising as well because I didn't expect it quite to happen like that Aye. it was just straight off and didn't mm-hmm. messing <laughs> Aye, the thing with that, those teenagers though, it was like totally unnecessary to the film. Yeah, I, it felt like. I mean, I mean, the comment commentary said that Baba wasn't like that into um, like showing screen nudity. But right. It felt like he felt like he needed to. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it felt like he felt like he needed to put something in. I know. You know, I mean, that's the only reason for that to be. I mean, yeah, there's a bit of plot because it, she finds the guy's body or the body touches her. Mm. But there's, I mean. Um, yeah, it's basically, I think, we just need to rank up, rack up the kill rate and get some uh, gratuitous female nudity in there. Yeah, uh, just, it felt very, very strange. I didn't did. think she reacted quite like how she should have done when, when the dead body was there either. She was uh, just kind of like, oh no, oh no, it's dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the film's only 80 minutes long, but kind of, uh, kind of lost that section. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I, ironically, that's... Uh, the influence of the film is that section basically mm-hmm. so it went on to, yeah, to be the, the prototype yeah. for the slasher film definitely I mean that is um, and I mean to be fair in a weird way that's the kind of you think about like story wise that's the clearest section of the film mm. Mm-hmm. Given like without having the kind of why he's ki- why anyone's killing anyone yeah right because obviously I mean we don't have that but like we meet these characters they go and they're breaking into like someone's house and then they, they're killed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's, I guess, coming to like the 80s slashers again, that's the kind of most, as you say, that's where it directly pulled from, but that's the simplest and easy to, easiest to follow part of yeah. the film. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, all the other stuff seems quite... It's way, uh, twisty yeah, and, convoluted. And, yeah. Um, yeah, going up to that section, you're kind of thinking, you're used to the slasher... Mm-hmm. Um, how the slasher movie normally works and you think that's what the movie's going to be to some yeah. extent then it just goes kind of <clears throat> off into all these other characters aye I mean just it really just feels like it was made to have all those twists and, you know it was like they didn't have much story they just thought wouldn't it be cool if every successful every character killed off every other character yeah you know mm. what I mean um, until no one was left aye I mean I, I kind of get it and in a certain way, some of it was okay executed. Like you know, what I mean, like the murders were alright, and you kind of—I mm. got who done it all at the end, mm. but just was tough. yeah, it was tough watching. It, I thought, <laughs> you know, um, definitely, I'd say like, watching the commentary was the only way I kind of made yeah, like sense of it. I think maybe it would have been better if we knew at each point in time who the murderer was. Yeah. Obviously, that goes against the slasher convention <clears throat> of the suspense mm. of the killer. Yeah. But that way, we would have been more invested in each uh, each successive kill. Yeah. We kind of would, if he'd settled the motivation, we'd had some investment in the character, 
and then it would have been, I think it would have been more cool, like one kills another, and then so on, so on, so on. To be fair, we did know who the killer was, and everyone except for the, the teenagers. Did we? Yeah, because, <clears throat> um, not to derail your point at all, right. but like the first murder was co- committed by Donati, the, the Countess's husband. And you see that pretty straight away. Aye. Right, okay. so. Simon's murders that we don't actually know who's done right, it. Right, right. So okay. he then kills Donati, who we don't see that at that point. Right. Right. And then later on, we see. Um, I'm trying to remember what the next murder was. Um, <laughs> um, I think it may be the teenagers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we don't see that. So that's Simon again. Then we see, we see who murders um, Paolo. Yeah, that's that. Um, the. Daughter of Donati's daughter's husband. Okay. Yeah. How does that go down again? That's like the most unmemorable mother in the film. He basically just strangles him from behind and grabs a. Oh yeah. He grabs yeah, the yeah, telephone yeah, cord yeah. and pulls that around his neck, and then we see who stabs. Um, is it Venturi? Venturi? Ventura. Ventura. Yeah. Um, we see him even though he's not dead at that point. Yeah. Then. Oh. <clears throat> we see. Um, after we see Simon kill, once we, we basically know at that point that that's who's who's done the, the teenagers and um, Donati. We see him kill um, the the guy's secretary. Yeah, I don't remember her name either. Catches <laughs> <Just laughs> names because um, we see that, and then we see again the the redhead, the daughter of Donati's husband, kill Simon, which is one of the most like, randomly placed kill scenes ever. But everyone seems to love it. They say that saying it's like one of the best. Is it, you don't see it coming. Oh, aye. What is that? The spear through the, the belly. Oh, right, right, aye. But from front, and it's aye. apparently it's quite, graf- it's quite graphic mm. when you see him squirm about. So you see that. Mm-hmm. Then I think it's, is it Ventura that hacks off her head? I, I didn't think so, but he's got the axe in his hand. It's an axe that chops her head off. I guess that could be, who could that be at that point? Because Simon's dead at that point. Are you talking about Paolo's wife? Yes. Aye. Um, that Ventura? Is it, no, is it not the, the daughter? Is it? I can't quite remember. We never see. So right. then that's another one we never see. Okay. So there's really, you know what I mean, we don't usually know who's right. killing. Okay. But the problem is we don't know why they're doing it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I guess that's the whole slasher thing, but... Mm. In other films it works... In other films, like, like Halloween, right, mm-hmm. it was put to us that... Michael Myers in the first film anyway is reliving his original crime of killing his sister okay right so he's killing people based on that uh-huh. right so you get he, like you can say right, he's mental yeah and that, you know he's reliving this crime and he's kind of went catatonic into his own head and that's what he's doing mm-hmm. right and again in the sequels you find out that Jamie Lee Curtis is meant to be his sister as well so that's kind of he's been after her um, Friday the 13th even though you don't know who the murderer is in the first Friday the 13th you've seen Friday the 13th yeah. oh yeah yeah yeah, so. yeah I love it <clears throat> yeah, it's good. Yeah. Tip. Even though we don't know who the murderer is at that, we know roughly why they're doing it because mm. you know, they've set up the whole Jason thing yeah. with being drowned in mm-hmm. the thing and um, and the fact that campers were killed yeah. before. So you kind of have that set up. So you kind of know why they're doing it mm-hmm. because you know even if you don't know who's doing it yet, you kind of mm. you probably think it is Jason at some point. I'd say during that film or someday. You, you never expected it's Mrs. Voorhees, but um, so. And even like Nightmare on Elm Street, you don't quite know why he's doing it at the beginning, mm. but 
don't know that that again. You know who the, that's more about. That's different again because we're not not seeing the killer. We yeah. see the killer. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. that's just a, a dream demon type thing. Aye. But I think if we'd known why they were doing it more, like if, if you totally, see if, yeah. if, they, if they'd had that exposition at the beginning of even just it didn't even have to be those flashbacks. We could have seen those flashbacks where they were, but just have someone at the beginning setting it up. And I mean, it's not like I don't have a problem with. Uh, a film that's kind of enigmatic that doesn't mm-hmm. give you all the yeah. spell out for you. I like a lot of similar. Like I love like David Lynch, but it has like, to be. It has to yeah, be really. There's a difference between um, going in and doing something intentionally enigmatic or kind of oblique, and mm-hmm. uh, and then just being uh, kind of enigmatic as a result of bad filmmaking, yeah, um, bad storytelling, yeah, uh, which I feel this is really. I, I mean. I wanted, to, I really wanted to like it. I think that was the problem, mm. um, because it is, it's supposedly the granddaddy of all the slashers. You know what I mean? It is visually definitely, and, and there are plot points that lifted, as I say, but I don't know. Just, I got we got we we both got to the end having no prior knowledge of the film other than the kind of rough synopsis, um, and <clears throat> I think I wrote down what the fuck, yeah, like, yeah. literally. And I mean that's, and I say that a lot, but this was like a total like, eh. Mm. What's just what has just happened? And mm. I mean, do you want to even talk about the ending? Like, um, will we go for the ending now, or will we? Well, I mean, I feel like it kind of prefaces a lot of stuff that happened. But there's a few other scenes in it. Well, I think we need to speak about the ending to point out the fact that there was like, it was so random. How right. random it really is. Yeah, yeah. So at the end, the um, the I can't remember his name. What's his name? The Donati's daughter's husband, aye, um, is caught in Ventura's house. Uh-huh. Ventura is not dead, as we, we can I guess, since he only gets stabbed in the thigh, and that <laughs> tends to not kill people, especially when you've got other people having their heads chopped off. Um, and him and and Ventura, Ventura get into a, a bit of a tussle, uh-huh. and then at the end of it, one character seems to to stand up. It's all in shadows. We don't know who it is. And the wife doesn't know who it is. And then it just cuts to... I think his name was... Was it Albert? I think it was just... I remember it because there's a bit right. where she goes... She's looking at the shadow and she's like, Albert. Aye. Albert. And then it cuts to... Okay. And then she's like, Albert. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it looks like it's like one of the, the flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And it's the two characters, the husband and wife, standing in front of... Or behind the car and they're, they're burning some papers that mm-hmm. was the will of the countess who let, which left the... The bay to Simon, the illegitimate son. Should probably mention that. <laughs> um, and basically, Albert says, uh, "All's well that ends well." Mm. And at that point, the camera does it zoom out or just cut to a wide shot? Can't remember. A double barrel shotgun comes into frame. Yeah. Kids' voices are heard to say, "Mummy, Daddy," mm. and then two shots, and the characters fall dead. Indeed. We're then met with one of Bava's favourite techniques, which is the the blur, blur to focus, mm-hmm. um, and we see it's the two children who were like barely introduced to earlier in the yeah. film, like barely we saw them at a mm-hmm. window of a caravan. I think we saw them again once breaking something in the caravan, and the little girl looks at the little boy and goes, "They're good at playing dead, aren't they?" Then they run off to play, <laughs> and some happy music comes happy on. Happy music and. I mean, apparently the original name was that's what they get for being yeah. bad. Or that, um, that'll teach them for being bad or something like that. Which I don't think that works really. Mm. Um, but 
just like I think I wrote down uh, they fucking wins. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they fucking wins. Yeah, when I first watched that the first time, I was like, I couldn't believe it. He'd, he'd go in there. Uh, yeah, just, just like, like completely noxious. Apparently, it's not, it wasn't in the original screenplay. Really? Um, the guy that wrote, the guy who's uncredited for the screenplay, who wrote the biggest part of it or mm-hmm. a big part of it, said that it wasn't in his in his original thing. Right. But um, I think they were were theorizing that um, Sachetti. Uh, yeah, Dardano's Sacchetti. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um him and Bava and a couple of people came up with the story okay. for the film. So they're, they're wondering if it was maybe in that right. and not the original screenplay. But it's just But um watching it again, I actually <clears throat> like the fa- the end to a point. I think that's a good end, the fact that the, the kids kill the parents. That's actually works really well. It's a good shocking moment. Mm-hmm. I, but yeah, if he'd cut it there, you get killed. That's quite that works mm-hmm. but the problem is that massive shift in tone yeah, you get uh-huh. um, where uh, it goes completely light hearted and yeah it's almost a joke um, my, my problem with that is it, it goes against the tone of the whole rest of the film yeah and <clears throat> I think it's basically it's like pulling a fast one on the audience it's like the whole or oh, it was just a dream yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what it kind of felt like um, a little bit Aye. But I kind of get what you're saying with the, you know, it works, mm. um, and and on second view and, and kind of knowing maybe knowing the story a bit better, um, because obviously like it's kind of falls that they're all killing each other off to get this inheritance, mm. and it's kind of the same thing they've done. Yeah. But the fact that I mean I don't know if it would have worked better if it was them having the children were evil maybe or like not evil but like they were doing it to get their inheritance if you know what I mean I don't know if that would have worked. Um. But it just it's because it's so it's so pointless, right? You know what I mean. Uh, I think it works as some kind of justice but, for. Yeah, I guess that they, they were but, saying uh, that because like, they're neglecting their children basically aye. to do all this murdering, and mm. it's kind of like come back to bait them in the ass. But aye. I don't know. Yeah, it was just like I feel like if you if you're gonna trick the audience, uh, it really has to be worth it. You need something mm-hmm. good there. Whereas this kind of undercuts the whole film. You've been sitting there trying to figure out this really intricate plot. And then with that last scene, Baba says, like, fuck you, it wasn't even worth it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, I, I like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was all a joke, like, um, which kind of annoys me. It leaves a kind of sour taste in your mouth when, like, filmmakers do that. Because, like, you shouldn't really take your audience for granted. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm, the the whole kind of, that it works, it does work sometimes, mm. that in certain films, mm. it works. Um, you know, the whole, it's been a dream yeah, almost. You know, what I mean that it can work, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it works here. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It's shocking, and it, it, I think if they just cut it after the cats, yeah, the, the ground that could. So that would have worked with the rest of the film. I actually thought that was film. how how they're going to do it. Aye. Um, yeah, it really know. pissed me off. <laughs> Although, like Joe Dante, I think says calls this one of the best endings in yeah. the history of cinema. That's what I'm saying. There's so many people that love yeah. it, and it. I don't know. Mm. I, I I I don't see I don't see it. I, I don't mm. know. If, I don't know why if it's. Just us being kind of influenced by other stuff is it a nostalgia thing for them. Mm. A lot of people they were saying that this they caught it like at drive-ins and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. And I mean, I guess it would have been a kind of got to have a few beers, you know, get kind of drunk mm. and watch it. it. May it might be quite fun to watch. I don't know if it, I don't know if it works now. You know mm. what I mean? Is and as you say, it's, it's not even fun to watch from an exploitation. Yeah, because yeah. it's not that. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, the, again, this was on this was on the the final thirty nine. Yeah, video analysis list. I mean, Evil Dead has more right to be there than this, and <laughs> Evil Dead is like, you know, what I mean, it's so mainstream now. Aye. Um, and I think the the most shocking bit, looking back on it, when I second viewing was that I think they said that Bava wasn't keen on impaling the. Okay. The Beetle. He was really kind of. Oh, yeah, uh, right, right, felt, right. He said he didn't sleep right. the night before he did it. Um, uh, and the squid as well. They weren't the one to kill the squid. Right. I think um, the guy that plays Simon was really kind of against mm. biting. I don't think they actually did it though. Right. But they they did impale the the beetle as far as I'm aware. But and I mean that's that was the most kind of the closest it got to exploitation from mm. from a kind of like you know animal or thing mm. living creature cruelty. Um, let's see what else I've kind of wrote down. You want to get into like technique? Yeah. Huh. Um. <clears throat> Well, one of the problems I had with this was that I felt a lot, there was a lot of sort of wonky editing, and I felt a lot of time like Bava came across as being quite an unconfident director. He wasn't quite sure what he wanted to do. He, he, would, he couldn't just pick a shot and stick with it. He was like constantly cutting, moving the camera, like zooming, cutting and zooming at the same uh, time. Yeah. One and there's one scene that uh, was quite prevalent was the scene near the end where uh, Ventura and his secretary secretary are sitting on the couch. Can't remember if it's a flashback. Yes, as I. I. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. It sets up. I think it's just a quite a nice two shot. Um, but he doesn't seem to have the confidence to stick with that because he's cutting into faces, breaks the axis at one point. He's cutting into face and he zooms in as well. Mm-hmm. It's just like. Uh, if you compare that to like, a director like Wells or like Kubrick, sometimes it's the boldest thing is just to do a simple, like mm-hmm. do it in one shot, one master. And um, felt, uh, Baba just kind of came across as like not quite knowing what he wanted to do. See, I, I, again, I come back to the whole Italian cut thing. Do you not think like as a filmmaker that would have been really complicated to do because you're having to do everything twice where people are talking? Yeah. So... Yeah, and to me, you would have shot the Italian first, right? Because you you shooting your own language, you know. Mm-hmm. What I mean, you're shooting the the English for other markets, you know. Mm-hmm. So, do you think it's maybe? I, I, say, I say I've not seen the Italian version. Aye. Do you think it's maybe like sloppier? Well, that's that's a good point actually. Maybe. You know, do you think maybe he's editing and slash he's, he's actual shooting? Like he was the cinematographer, so he was having to actually as well as as being director, so he was actually having to shoot those things and get them right right maybe so I don't know I mean I, I'm, I'm going to try and watch the Italian version just Aye. out of interest but I wonder if it's been like kind of oh I need to get this you know like I've done it maybe. I've made the film already but I need to do that you know what I mean I've, made, I've got the shot yeah but I need to do it again just do Aye. it you know what I mean mm-hmm. I don't know but at some points he's just kind of he's been a bit too heavy handed there's a scene where uh, Simon is going to kill the secretary mm-hmm. and um, he's she's like backed up against the wall and um, you see there's a, like a pot of boiling water mm-hmm. uh, it cuts and it's obviously she's going to throw it in his face but it cuts to the water and zooms in yeah uh-huh, uh-huh. it's like oh, come on you can just cut and we get get what's yeah, going to yeah, happen yeah. you don't have to fucking shove it in our face <laughs> but um, um, I mean I, I don't know whether I know if kind of done the plot already but do we, should we explain what actually the plot was um, or just let people see it if you're going to check it out uh, it's way too, it's almost too complicated to yeah I guess so uh, basically there's, there's characters that want the bay control of the bay to uh, build like nightclubs and, and make it into this kind of leisure centre leisure mm-hmm. park thing and the countess doesn't want to give up control of it she wants it 
kept its natural beauty yeah. and stuff. Basically, they're they're competing for a room with a view, mm. um, and there's other characters. So it's basically the Ventura and his secretary mm-hmm. conspire with Donati, the Countess's current husband, to murder her, and then they plan to. I think well, I don't know if they plan to kill Donati. I think that's Simon, the her son. Who decides because he's killed her? Because yeah, because he he's can, that's why he kills the secretary at the end, because he says that it was her that convinced Donati to kill the mother. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, I, basically, every <clears throat> group of characters get a different claim, and they want to knock yeah, off all the yeah. other opposing claims yeah. to to get it. Uh. I mean, like, watching it again, the, the bit at the beginning where the countess is looking at the window. Aye. And we see her looking at the shack, yeah, again, yeah. not knowing that that was Simon's shack, her illegitimate son. I guess, I mean, I guess that's that would have worked, could have worked okay, but like knowing that the second time, you kind of knew why she was looking at it. At first, it was kind of like, mm. you just didn't know what was going on. Aye. Maybe that nine minutes at the fucking beginning <laughs> when no dialogue could have been better used, you know what I mean? <laughs> Aye. Um, sorry, anyway, we'll go back to the kind of technique. Those, uh, the, the zoom blur cuts. The zooms. I mean, I would going to say good and bad. Hi, I mean, yeah, there's some that work. Like, yeah, there's a scene, one that I quite liked personally was the when um, Donati's daughter goes into the bathroom in Ventura's house and finds the teenagers in the bathtub. Oh, they triples him. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was quite. It worked okay. Yeah, you know what I mean, that was not bad. Sorry. Yeah, um, it was quite weird, but it worked okay. Yeah. Um, but and there's, uh, there's a few that we talked about earlier with the shots of the sun. Yeah, you're zooming yeah. out, mm-hmm. but. Um, just way too many, man. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> just again, that way seems to be something that he's quite lauded for. Like, you know, like, they, they like that, but Aye. I don't know. To me, I mean, we were watching it and we basically, I'd, I'd say to you, I can't believe he's done that again. Yeah. He just loved it. Like, mm. um, and sometimes it did work. Mm-hmm. And I liked it when he was doing it after the murders, and then it was like, when when he murdered, when the, Simon kills the, the, the boy at the door, Robert, with the axe to the face, it cuts to another shot. It zooms in, I think, in blur cuts. And then we see like still his body lying face down this time, and then it's like as if it's the the killer's POV again, mm-hmm. and he goes and he finds the spear that he's going to kill the next people with, mm-hmm. and then it kind of blurs into that, and it kind of goes kind of red, and that kind of works mm-hmm. because it's kind of you're seeing it for POV, so you can kind of get that. It's like the rage or you know the kind of craziness of whoever's doing the murders. Mm-hmm. That's why it's doing the blur, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of that would work. Yeah. yeah. But I think when it's just like kind of shots of scenery and stuff like that, and it does the blur cuts, it's kind of unnecessary. Mm. Yeah, I just want to sort of talk about it as well, just the kind of general use of zooms and like exploitation and mm-hmm. horror, because like yeah. it seems so mm-hmm. prevalent. I was trying to kind of look up if there's any kind of technical reason for that, or if it's just a stylistic thing. Yeah. Um, I guess it maybe it's partly due to reasons of like economy. Like Definitely, it's quicker I mean, to do a zoom than set up like a, a tracking shot. Yeah, and a lot of times, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, they just wouldn't have the money to do it. Aye. I mean, I know that was a case in this. I mean, mm. um, I don't know if that's why you use so many, but mm. definitely, yeah, yeah, because particularly in Italian cinema, it's like Argento, Fulci, mm-hmm. they all love the. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, it is very. I don't know if it's. I think in some cases it will be budgetary, but I think it is just a style. Aye. I mean, possibly also like the influence of Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. Hitchcock was obviously. He like uh, pioneered the dollyism, right? Like the vertigo like shot. A, yeah, the the camera moving backwards and the zooming in yeah, or vice yeah. versa. Yeah, Aye. I like I really like those shots. Yeah, the, I mean Spielberg used it as yeah. well in Jaws. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, 
some of these today just kind of take the art out of it a wee bit. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, um, as a cliche now. I've never been a big fan in the Zoom. Yeah, I know we, in the Beyond, folks used it quite a lot, and it worked Aye. really well in that. I thought, um, but again, it really has to be done and sparingly. You know what I mm. mean? In Kenya, for yeah. a, a purpose. Mm-hmm. The Dolly Zoom is a really good way. To, a really good use of the Zoom mm-hmm. because it's such a kind of changes the, the frame oh, you know, yeah. completely changes the frame mm-hmm. whilst the character stays Aye. you know it's, I really like that kind of thing um, it loses its effect I think mm. if you use it too many like, oh, like Kubrick and Full Metal Jacket is that amazing zoom that Kubrick when they're, they're, they're going into the sort of blown up sort of section of buildings at the end of the sniper mm-hmm. uh, there's a shot from the sniper's POV sure. and it zooms into one of the soldiers that gets shot it's quite a cool shot. Yeah. But it comes, it really stands out because he doesn't use his zoom too often. And I mean, that has a kind of a physical explanation of yeah, that's yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, let's say, with the killer's mm. view, you can kind of buy the zoom because it's them fixing on a point mm-hmm. and really, you know, fi- zo- zooming into it, if you know yeah. what I mean. Um, and with that, the bullet, you know, in the Metal Jacket, that works because mm-hmm. it's a physical. Yeah. And it, it's a kind of, it's a visual story. T- it's a visual, not even storytelling, it's just visual getting something across you know mm-hmm. what I mean it's just it works really well but yeah so also um, Bava kind of almost pioneered the subject of camera maybe it wasn't the first time it was used but it was one early use POV shots yeah 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 uh-huh. mm-hmm. I mean um, I think it I don't know if it was the first one and yeah the, the comment yeah uh, track something. mentions an earlier use yeah mm-hmm. uh, Um. I mean that's been used again. Like, yeah, yeah, that over, was yeah. I mean, quite a quite an influential yeah. thing. I mean, like Halloween was, I think, the first big American one mm-hmm. that, that used it. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like Fred Thirteenth used it as well. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean Hitchcock was a big fan of subjective camera, but normally with Hitchcock, he knew whose perspective you're looking through. Yeah. Whereas the slasher movie took it uh, as being he didn't know who it was. Yeah. And again, that it worked. Yeah, well, yeah. But I think it had still to be used sparingly and. I think in this film, there was like there was a lot of shots where he was hiding behind trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you felt <laughs> it's a bit know. rough. Like, see, yeah. in Halloween, was it Steadicam they used? Yeah, that was. I think that was one of the first uses right, of right. Steadicam. Aye, so a wee bit just before the Steadicam. Yeah, and it was like I think it was handheld. Yeah, and it was like really rough. I think that was a lot to do with budgetary things. Right, as well, probably, but I don't know how they've done it. But, um if it had been handheld, aye. but. Um, it's just like because you, you get he's walking so slow, uh-huh. it's all sugary. He's like, oh, it's a tree. There's <laughs> a bit as he knocks down the plant pot yeah, as well, yeah. but like he walks right into it. Uh, like you see, you, like you can, you're like, oh, he's gonna walk into that. Uh, I think I said like he's gonna knock, knock that down. <laughs> so I wanted to maybe talk a wee bit about the actual Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of the picture quality? I thought I it was, thought it was very good actually. Yeah, yeah. a lot of. I mean, it did it look a lot of shots that I thought were really nice. Mm-hmm. You know, lighting and stuff like that. Um, I said I don't know about the Italian cut, like right. how that looks, as I say, but this looked pretty good. The first couple of shots when we see the Countess in her um, wheelchair, I, I thought it looked kind of waxy at first. Right. I was kind of, I wasn't sure about them. The opening looks good, but mm-hmm. I thought those, I, I was wondering, I was going to say to you, like, I didn't know if there was much DNR, like, you know. Uh, it looked okay to it, me. It looked okay later game, on, but yeah. I don't know, for some reason, right. those okay. shots at first, I my face looked a little uh, but... dropped in detail, you know okay. what I mean? But the right. rest of it looked fine. I mean, watching it again last night, I mean... There's yeah, definitely a nice week layer of grain on it and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. I mean, the picture wasn't pin sharp, but as I said before, it's a nah. low budget horror yeah. movie. There's a lot of shots old. I think that were. There's a couple of shots that were actually not quite in focus. Right. I think his focus button was broken <laughs> for those blur, blur cuts, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, 
wasn't that impressed with the sound. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah, the sound um, is pretty. I know poor. we played about with it a bit. Nah. I mean, it's a just an English, English Italian mono, I believe. Right. Um, a two mono. Mm. I've, I've had other Blu-rays that you know have been the same, but I didn't. The dialogue wasn't coming through. The music was okay. Mm-hmm. And one time one character shouted. Right. <laughs> and it was really loud, remember? <laughs> shouted Paul. Uh, or Paolo. Yeah. Or shouted really loudly. Um, and that came across pretty well, but I thought the rest was... Uh, it was quite hissy. Yeah, aye, uh, yeah, definitely. I don't know how much Arrow did to clean it up, if, if it did anything. Don't know, but, uh, I don't know. It seems... Um, more done. I didn't really think this Blu-ray had much in the way of extras. The extras are a wee bit lacking. Yeah, the yeah. commentary was okay. It was quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, the commentary was good. Even the interview with Sacchetti, I mean, I didn't think it was that interesting. Yeah, uh, it was. It was quite fairly informative as his career. He would yeah, play. It's a, yeah. bit, a bit dry, maybe. But not necessarily pertaining to. Yeah. Butch or uh, yeah, Bear Blood. Uh, there wasn't much that was specifically about uh, the film. I mean, the, the uh. two trailers. The uh, they had a, they got a trailer for uh, Carnage and Touch of the Death. Now both uh, with commentary by Edgar Wright, but mm. I don't know. I like the option to watch those trailers without the commentary mm-hmm. because I was trying to watch the Twitch of Death and Everyone right, and okay. like, he was talking over it and it was Aye. like, shut up. <laughs> um, Even a Joe Dante interview, like, yeah. he doesn't really talk about the film. More just Bava, you yeah. know what I mean? I don't know, it's just, do you think it's like, you just love Bava? I mean, I haven't seen his other films. Apparently mm. they're really, you know, pretty good as well. You know, mm-hmm. they're meant to be quite classy, like yeah, uh, yeah. Gilles, you know what I mean? Um, other than that, I don't think there's there's much else, is there? Is, is there an interview with the cinematographer or something like that? Yeah, sorry, yeah, there's Aye. an interview with uh, Bat- Bataglia. Bataglia? Right. I didn't think that, again, that was more about just him working over the yeah. years with, but mm-hmm. I don't think it was much to pertain to a bit of blood. All in all, probably not the best Blu-ray I've bought from Arrow. Mm. Um, some nice alternative covers. I was kind of disappointed there wasn't a cover with the original title on it. Okay. Which I don't know if there is one, but they've got the kind of Touch the Death Nerve cover, which I've got on, but it's a, I think it's a Spanish. Um, no, maybe not Spanish, maybe French. I don't know, what does that say? Um, yeah, that's... yeah, it looks French. In grand yeah. film. Yeah. So... I mean, it's nice artwork and things like that, but I'd like to have the original title and stuff on, but hey-ho. So, I think that's about it with the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. See, might see it on eBay at some <laughs> point soon. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so we'll get to just break down the censorship yeah, history. Yeah, we'll the censorship stuff. Um, so, the film was originally... Uh, sent to the BBFC in 1972 for a UK release, and the film was actually banned outright. Just, which I is, mean, uh, that's, that's crazy. We I mean, you see some of the stuff that was even released, even cut. Yeah, it's, just, it's fairly shocking. I mean, if you, if you compare maybe, it to maybe, <laughs> maybe it was banned because it was a bit shite. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but if you look at some early 70s, was a pretty uh, tumultuous time. A lot of really controversial works were coming through the BBFC at that time, like you had Ken Russell's The Devils, mm-hmm. uh, Clockwork Orange, uh, Straw Dogs, uh, Last House on the Left was banned as well. I can, I, can, I can sort of see how they could ban Last House on the Left. Yeah, I mean, it's quite a... I mean, I've watched that and I found it quite... What's the word? It was kind of hard to watch a wee yeah. bit because it is, it's very kind of real. 
you know I can I mean? understand that to an extent yeah. how they would ban that but compared with that this is like so tame it's, it really is unreal. I mean it's it's not any it's not it's no in no way worse than um, like something like Tenebrae yeah you know what I mean mm-hmm. which is like you know, know really isn't shouldn't shouldn't even be there either but yeah it's just funny there's the only <clears throat> two troublesome things I would think would be the two gore shots the, mm. the visceral gore yeah and I, mean, uh, I don't know if, how they would have felt but the the beetle being in people I don't know how yeah. I know it's maybe different with the with animal cruelty but like I don't know yeah how seriously we take yeah. that although was it not the case that it wasn't actually impaled it was just the they, wing they, they or something they were saying that it looked like it was maybe to the side okay, a bit right, but right. even so it's yeah. still it was definitely pinned there somehow you know what I mean maybe so um, it's quite unbelievable maybe just get kind of get caught up in the kind of frenzy of that time yeah I mean in um, the States I think it was marketed um, that company who owned the last thousand and left mm. as the second film to be rated V for violence mm. <laughs> <laughs> which is a strange rating in itself but this movie contains violence yeah so, only, so it was originally banned theatrically then in 1983 it was released on VHS by Hokushin and by who? Hokushin a cushion <laughs> I believe Sorry. yes uh, and then a cushion it was uh, put on the video Nazi's list in March 1984 um, possibly due to the kind of uh, the cover cover art like a big machete yeah. a head a beheaded decapitated head I should say and a, a squid is that that one there? sorry yeah it's the blood bath one yeah yeah um, I mean, oof, I think that's why it was put. Well, on that masses. was one of the reasons, because <clears throat> um, obviously I, the the covers were the main way the distributors could uh, market their videos yeah. in those days. So they went for all these kind of really shocking, the most shocking covers. But then that was kind of their downfall, because <laughs> that was the first ones that the DPP would like. All right, I'm definitely taking that. Really, that's uh, cr- I mean, that's just bizarre. Isn't uh, it? I mean, you know, to to not even watch the film and yeah. Based on that, and then say, "Well, like yeah. you can be released, um, but just change the cover." Aye, you know, giving them the option, even you know what I mean. Aye, I think they, I think they did watch some of them. Aye, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you think we've we have no confirmation of that, people. <laughs> yeah, but some of the things that they get mixed up in that rush was pretty yeah insane. Um, so, so it was originally it was then re released ninety four. Yes, there was a Redemption VHS and. A, a DVD from 2000 film or film 2000 and right. year 2000 and that had uh, 7 cuts total in 43 seconds so probably the gore scenes mm-hmm. yeah. I think as well and then in 2010 it's finally released uncut by Arrow mm-hmm. on DVD and Blu-ray mm-hmm. it's passed as an 18 mm-hmm. yeah and even that I don't know if it really warrants an 18 do you? It's, it seems like at a low end of 18 Obviously, yeah. I, I think um, strong gory violence is not something the BBFC permits at fifteen. Right. So it's maybe just yeah, those, those maybe those two shots, uh, maybe that the spearing of mm. the, um, the Simon character. Maybe but it seems so tame to yeah. today. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Simon, any final thoughts on Bay of Blood? Um, it's it's worth a watch if if you I mean if if you've heard anything about it it's, it is worth seeing and, and if you've listened to this then maybe your expectations will be lowered a wee bit and it may be a bit more enjoyable for us our expectations I think were pretty high and maybe that's mm-hmm. why it didn't pay off for us um, 
if you're going to check it out, I'd definitely suggest getting the Arrow Blu-ray or DVD because it has a commentary on it and that definitely gives you a bit more insight into what's going on. Um, I can't vouch for the Town Cup, but I know I'm going to watch it just out of interest to see mm-hmm. if it does make any more sense that way. So that might be an option for you to check out if you can get a hold of that on the internet or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, not my favourite of the films we've looked at so far. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not in the future either. Um, what about yourself? Any, any yeah, final thoughts? Basically, I, I couldn't really recommend this film. It's a severely flawed piece of work, in my opinion. Um, I think it's it's maybe a, a curiosity for its subsequent influence on the slasher genre. Definitely. Um, that's really the only thing I don't think you would really want to watch this film on its own merits. Nah. Um, Again... Saying that there are so many people that respected film directors that you know do love it, so maybe there's something we're missing. Possibly, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's I think it's it's worth a, a check out mm-hmm. if, if you're remotely interested in in it, but don't just don't go in expecting the kind of high levels that it seems to be the the comments that it seems to be getting from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's so good, and you you should it might be enjoyable. <laughs> okay, so that rounds up our conversation on Bay of Blood. And now we're going to get to the section we like to call Random Shit. <laughs> Where we just discuss Blu-ray news, any DVD pickups and general stuff. So have you picked up anything interesting? I've got a few things, yes, this week. The first one is a Blu-ray of Lage Door and Unshan Andalou, the two works of uh, surrealism. Right. Directed by uh, Lise Wainwell and Salvador Dali. Oh, yeah. Um Famous, well, Un Chandelier is famous for the scene of an eyeball getting slit open. Oh, really? Yeah. A human eyeball or? Um, probably not human. Right, but yeah, but it's, yeah. it's meant to be. Aye. Uh, uh, I haven't watched this yet, but it's a, it's a nice uh, DV, uh, Blu-ray DVD combo released by BFI. BFI? Yeah. Um, also has a 99-minute documentary on Bunuel as well. So, looking forward to getting into that. And I actually got this for free. What? Which is a good, yeah. That's a good price. I got it uh, <laughs> just for a, a resubscribe to Sight and Sound magazine for oh, the next right. year, and you get a free Blu-ray if you subscribe. Uh, How much is it to subscribe? It's like thirty odd pounds or something. I oh, never mind. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so can't can't complain about free shit. Yeah. What what was that magazine? Sorry, Sight, Sight and, and Sound. Sound. Yeah. Next one is the new box set of the Vomit Gore trilogy. Uh, Lucifer oh. Valentine. I know you, you've got this on DVD already, haven't you? I had you? Yeah. the DVDs, yeah. Is this Blu-ray? No, I no. just... Uh, uh, all these films are shot in video. Sure, so. right, yeah, yeah, so... Um, this just came out on, on the Earth Films a couple of weeks ago. I wasn't sure if I was going to pick this up, because I already had the DVDs. Yeah. But I had a bonus disc with some extra features and a new short film for Lucifer, from Lucifer Valentine. Can I, so, uh, I'll just sorry. Um, I'll probably I mean try and put some of these p- pictures of these pickups. You know, okay. stuff that um up in the blog, yeah. just for people mm-hmm. to see, so that if they're listening to the pod, they can maybe mm-hmm. you know check out the stuff as well. Yeah. Um. Sorry. On you go. Yeah. So if you haven't heard of these films, it's basically uh, pretty much the extreme as it gets in the sort of uh, world and narrative cinema. Um. It's the story of a a prostitute, runaway prostitute, who sells her soul to the devil. And uh, it's the genre of vomit gore uh, <laughs> created by the director Lucifer Valentine combining visceral gore with vomiting. 
So uh, <laughs> <laughs> these are films that it's on the schedule that we're going to come to yeah. fairly soon, I think. And, um, and I've got I'm to excited. say, I'm a little, a little apprehensive. You're very excited. I'm, I'm, but yeah, I was apprehensive about, um, about Island of Death, right, right. so I'm, you know, I'm still open. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see what you think of these because I don't know anyone else who's seen them. Um, right, don't know right. Okay. Right. Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> I, so, I'm, I'm definitely uh, I mean you've it. seen the guinea pigs so it's like yeah. maybe one notch above the guinea right. pig movies yeah um, I mean I think I'd take that I've only seen guinea, guinea pig right. one but okay. I know I think the second one's pretty good and yeah, mm. you said that was good yeah yeah no that's that's a nice it's a nice box yeah. so it is um, more special features and things on it it's than, a few more things yeah than, than on your DVDs yeah, you yeah. Had before cool and the last thing I got uh, was Blue Velvet Blue on way. DVD. Oh, is it DVD? Yeah. I already had this, but I bought this version, which was released by Sanctuary Visual Entertainment, because it has a, a documentary. I, it's exclusive for this sure. release. So I'm just trying to complete my David Lynch collection. Do you have the Blu-ray? I don't it? have the Blu-ray no, yet. I'm, I'm going to pick I'm, it up I'm, soon. Yeah, I want to pick that up. I've not actually seen the film, yeah. but I've heard it's very... Was it... Precursor to like something like Twin Peaks was it before Twin Peaks? Um, yes. Yeah, it's, it's, Peaks, it's, so. and, and it's mm-hmm. as well. Isn't it? I yeah, really liked him, Twin amazing Peaks, film. So. so I'm just trying to get all the releases to get all yeah. the different extras uh-huh. and stuff. Oh, uh, the Blu-ray is definitely one that's on near, near the top of my list to pick yeah. up. That's cool. So, segueing into a piece of Blu-ray news this week, oh, yeah. uh, there's a new David Lynch box set due Blu- to be released. DVD, Blu-ray, uh, Blu-ray, Blu-ray, right. yes, in the UK in June. From oh, Universal. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's got five films. Eraserhead, June, Firewalk With Me, Lost Highway, and World at Heart. Right, I, I saw Firewalk With Me was coming out in Blu-ray, but right. um, that's a Twin Peaks movie for anyone mm. that doesn't know. Um, but that sounds pretty good. Like, yeah. I, I didn't, Eraserhead, I didn't think that would be coming out in Blu-ray, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, so, it's been a wee bit of... Uh, sort of complaining on the, the Blu-ray boards like there's no new extras it seems on any of this stuff ah, right. it's all just rehashing stuff that's already been released are the films remastered uh, you know restored transfers or? Uh, it's not quite clear um, Lost Highway and Firewalk With Me have had Blu-rays in France from M- MK2 mm-hmm. so it's probably going to be the same masters I would think uh, that Universal licensed um June has already been released. I don't know if that will get a new uh, transfer. A Razorhead, I've heard, is going to be the HD master from the DVD from 2001. Right. But I don't know if that's accurate or not, but that's what I've heard. Um, oh, it's also got a dimension. It's Blue Velvet's in the, the set. Oh, really? Right. But the problem with Blue Velvet is, and the US one just came out, had 50 minutes of deleted scenes that right. had just been found. Huh? And uh, put into that that David Lynch had like went through himself, um, which he thought had been lost, but they were just recently found. But the UK Blu-ray isn't going to have them because uh, uh, Universal have said, "All right, we, we don't want to license that stuff for MGM," which is a pain <laughs> in us. Um, uh. So I might some of these films. I'm not that keen in June. I don't really like mm. Firewalk with me that much either. I've not seen that yet. Um, so I might pick up some of them just individually. They're getting released individually as well. Yeah, I mean, set, it, right? I'm glad they're getting released individually, but I, 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 I agree with what you're saying. Probably not something I'd be rushing out to get mm-hmm. the whole box set, but... Mm-hmm. Well, it had already had uh, a Blu-ray release. Um, so, 
Good to see more Lynch and yeah. Blurry anyway. Yeah. So, uh, got up. see how they turn out, what the transfers are like. Uh, I might pick that up. Um, well, for my pickups, I'll start with the worst of the bunch. Um, I think I spoke last time about getting the Hitchcock DVD mm-hmm. box set. Now, I've told you this already, but um, turns out that about five of the films are cropped pretty badly. Was it actually five? Eh? I think there's five, four or five right. of the films, including The Birds, Marnie, Topaz, I think Torn Curtains in that as well, um, are cropped from a 185 intended or right. original aspect ratio and a scan. to a 4.3, right. which kind of gutted me because mm. the it's released by Universal UK um, and it was released by Universal in the States um, and they've got like original aspect ratios and everything and mm. I think they've got slightly newer prints on the like Marnie and things right <clears throat> so that'll be definitely right headed to eBay at some point so if someone wants to pick up a bargain <laughs> give me a shout aye um, so that was a bit disappointing I was quite, quite disappointed with that um, I also got actually through the post today um, Labyrinth on Blu-ray alright um, I'd hit I'd, it's a film like my dad used to love it and um watched a lot when I was a kid but I checked out the the, the like, Blu-ray was going for like £6, £5 something no yeah something like that and I checked out on Blu-ray.com and it said it had a, I gave it 4 out of 5 yeah, for picture and stuff it said mm-hmm. it was like really surprising how Aye. good it looked so I thought it was worth a revisit um, it's got a few nice special feature things on it Um be able to see uh, David Bowie's crotch in high right. definition. <laughs> yeah, I remember loving that when I was a kid, but I haven't yeah. seen it in probably like yeah, well, twenty five years. Or yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm the 25. same. Like it's been a long time. It's got Jennifer Collins in it as uh, well as um, the main character. Um, but I, it's it's kind of it's quite a dark Jim Henson film, right? You know what I mean for for his kind of stuff. But I'd be quite interested to check it out <laughs> again and see what the Blu-ray's like. Um, I also got. Which I'm really oh this is like this was this is the the best thing I've got I can't remember I'm just gonna it may have other things that I've got since we last spoke but this is my favorite one and it is oh yes the taxi driver US Blu-ray now I already have this in the UK Blu-ray but we got kind of suckered with rubbishy packaging um same uh, Blu-ray and print and everything like that but the US one has some nice kind of lenticular packaging. Uh, some art, nice art cards, cinema. Uh, what are they called? Hall c- cards. Lobby cards. Oh, lobby cards. Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> See, um, it's just a much nicer. Fuck me, man. That's package. awesome. Yeah. Isn't it? It's just, that. I know. It's, it's a nice um, uh, raised yeah. text in the front. I said to Julie. I said to Julie, I says that's like if you're blind and stuff, you can be able to read that neighbor. <laughs> and she says, if you're blind, would you buy buying a Blu-ray? I says, oh, some of them have got like hard for hearing <laughs> subtitles and things or audio description for you. But um, yeah, that's like, I'm really happy with that. Yeah, really nice. I like any Blu-ray that doesn't have the ubiquitous yeah. Blu-ray oh, blue yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. which always annoys me because mm-hmm. the artwork is not. Oh, a lot of the time the blue kind of contrasts with the yeah, the, the, the artwork. I like the kind the of colours and the artwork. The master like, cinema thing and the, some of the criteria yeah, yeah. with the clear box. Yeah, really nice. It still says Blu-ray, but it's you know it's not mm. overpowering. Aye. Um. I actually felt the the HD DVD packaging with the red was nicer than okay. some some artwork. Right, you know right. what I mean? It wasn't as kind of contrasting as you say. But um, that's kind of my prized possession for the since we last spoke. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pretty nice. Jealous of that man. Jealous. Yeah. 
Um, I'm trying to think what else I got. I meant to mention I got Fargo. We probably go. I don't know if okay. I mentioned that, that. I got that. Um, just it's kind of basic DVD. Uh, sorry, Blu-ray. A few special features on it, but nothing major. The print's meant to be pretty nice. So, um, I think that's it for Aye. my pickups. I've bought some more stuff, but it's not here yet. Okay. Uh, bought a few things, but I'll leave that for next time. Right. Um. I've got Batman Begins in Blu-ray. Okay. I've had it in HD DVD before. Got right. it in Blu-ray. Just wanted it in twenty-four frames. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what, what was HD DVD? It, like, it was. It was. But like, I've got the Xbox expansion drive, right. which gives me an HD DVD player, and it doesn't play in twenty-four oh, frames. Okay. There's no right, option right, to change right. it, which kind of sucks. Which kind of I was quite happy with my HD DVD collection until I kind of got a TV that could do the twenty-four frames, mm-hmm. and it's like I definitely noticed the difference. Okay. Right. You can definitely see a judder, and like especially in pat like um long panning shots okay um when when it's up to i think it ups it to 30 like oh, frames right. per second you know does it 60 hertz mm. which is 30 frames which that's a big jump from the 24 um so that's pretty nice but i think that's a bit for my pickups yeah um i've got a few items in news okay coming back to our hopefully future sponsor um arrow um i know you've They've been releasing these limited editions, or they're calling limited edition um, Blu-rays with the slip covers. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're starting to do unlimited versions, which don't have the slip covers and have only two panels of art instead of right. four, mm-hmm. um, and no poster and things like that inside. But they um, they've kind of announced that the newer releases of these limited editions are going to be limited to two thousand copies. Right. Um, <clears throat> I don't know how it's going to work with older stuff. I know, like, um, they're talking about Caligula going out of print, but you can still buy it even from their website. Right, okay. You know, the the, un, the limited edition one. Can you? Right. Um, so, so that's that's kind of... It's good to know. that we've, You know, we, we kind of know um, where they're standing with how many copies they're going to do and stuff mm-hmm. like that. The kind of thing that's kind of throwing me for a loop is the next piece of news is that they're doing these the unlimited editions. They've actually got a picture on their, their forum of... The House by the Cemetery. And yeah, I've seen, seen that, yeah. In dual format, mm-hmm. Blu-ray and DVD. And I mean, that looks pretty nice. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of, I, I, I was kind of shocked at the fact that they're doing these, the dual, the right, dual okay. formats. Because it kind of like, it kind of leaves you in a puzzle for to get some things. Mm-hmm. You know, because it'd be quite nice. The dual formats are quite, quite nice pickup. You know what I mean? Right. Um, <clears throat> To me, it looks like the artwork's been expanded in the front cover okay. as well. But I don't know, what's your opinion on the, on the dual Formats, do you think? Um, I get just uh, add, adding some more value to it. Do you think? Yeah, I guess it's a good thing. It'll encourage more people to probably switch to Blu-ray if they haven't already done so. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if, if they know they can have the Blu-ray in the future, if they yes, it's kind of for them. It'll be a packaging cut down as well because you can just yeah. re- you just release that and then it's like Aye. one price, um, and people don't have to, you know they don't have to produce boxes or you know an artwork mm-hmm. for the DVD version if mm-hmm. they've got the, the dual format but I don't know it just it took me a bit of surprise I know they'd said that they were going to do that but I, right. I didn't know quite what they meant aye but um, it's uh, I'll probably House by the I'll just go for the limited yeah. edition yeah, I think I've pre-ordered um, the, the limited because I've got that for the the last two mm-hmm. um, City of London and the Beyond but um, I just thought it was a wee interesting kind of tidbit as I say it looks kind of a bit classier Maybe then the the work the unlimited ones were going to look because mm. of that I don't know that silver bar of dual yeah. format like that I don't know well, well that that will come off the lot not oh I, 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 so yeah, yeah, yeah. It. so but even just when you look at it when you buy it it's like those massive cinema ones yeah they stood out to me when I first saw them before I knew anything about them because Aye. they had that the bar at the top yeah you know, and the 
see that that when I got Touch of Evil, one of the reasons I got just the the non steelbook edition mm-hmm. was for the cut that it was nice with the blue and the orange. Yeah, you didn't but like then the blue come. I, was, I didn't realize it was a sticker. Right, so the aye, clear, aye. I didn't like the clear case mm-hmm. as much. Uh, uh, I, I, mean, I quite like the clear case. Uh, I've got the uh, Repo Man one. Right. Um, I quite like it. Okay. But I'd I like to see just everybody go Criterion's route and just go for your proper pack. Yeah, like, yeah it's like, like I just add like, a full I mean, that size. Taxi Driver's very yeah Criterion esque, mm. isn't it? Aye, I know what you're saying. No um, reference to Blu-ray really in terms of the mm-hmm. actual case. Um, yeah, I mean, use how did how did the criterions work out with the? I know they like the Fear and Loathing Las Vegas has like, a big sticker on the front that says it's in Blu-ray. Aye, how does that come off? Or do you uh, see well, that it's on just a... they all have like selfie. It's on the selfie. Oh, so it's only yeah, on the selfie. Ah, right. I thought it was on the box. Right, That's right. good. So mm. That kind of bugs me. Right, when you put them on the box, but ah, cool. Um, I think that's it for news I know that wasn't much news in it the problem with this at the moment because we are a little we're a wee bit um, in front with shows some news will be kind of right. out of date uh, so we're kind of holding back Just once we get more up to date with shows coming out uh, like, um, closer to when we record them we'll probably get some more current news right you know even like just films that are coming out whatever you know what I mean because mm-hmm. um, there's some things you want to say like I know we spoke about talking about the Oscars Aye. We've had a go, but it was kind of relevant because we were out of date. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think that's all Aye. I really want to talk about. Only other thing, have you noticed Arrow's doing these uh, bundles now? Yeah, like, I like did five for that. fifty. Mm-hmm. That was actually on a right deal. Like the five blues for fifty quid. Because I think they were, they were doing a couple of other bundles, but there was like one that was eighty quid for so many. Aye. Um, but I think a lot of people requested that, mm-hmm. and that's pretty good because the, a lot of the blues. Are ten pounds now, yeah, or under ten pounds. But there's a lot of them that are still like sixteen, fifteen, mm. sixteen. So you're gonna save a couple of quid, you know yeah. what I mean? It's a pretty good deal. If I had a spare fifty pounds, I, I would, I would go there. I know. I was there's really... a couple of ones I want to pick up. Aye. Um, I, I'd quite like to pick up Maniac Cop and Frankenhooker. Right. <laughs> um, but I don't even know if the like, the list kind of implied that it was only unlimited editions. Oh. I, I might be wrong, but it said it didn't include limited editions or something like that. Oh, but then the ones that, and it said it didn't include limited editions in pre-orders, but the ones that are already out aren't technically classed as limited editions. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. Because they're not really, lim- they're probably been over and above their 2000. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know how it works, but there is a list of them on the website, on the Arrow's website. But it's still a pretty good deal either way. Mm-hmm. Disney have come out with their annual two-for-one Blu-ray sale. I did sale. see that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, again, I was kind of tempted by that. There's, I'd quite like to pick up um, Dumbo mm-hmm. and um, maybe Lion King. Right. Quite fancy those two, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll probably pick up a couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe go for Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. That's uh, definitely worth picking up. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a massive fan of the film. Yeah, but I'm just it's going back in the vault at the end of next month, really I believe. Right. So probably pick that up. Yeah. I might also get Princess and the Frog. Maybe. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite like that one. Is it out in a diamond edition or no? No. It's, no. It's just no a, yeah. Um, do you partake in the Disney Movie Rewards as well? That's quite no, good. No, um, You get like 150 points for every Blu-ray. Oh, really? Then you can get like, save them up and get a free one. Right, how many so, points does it to get a free one? It's like around 800. 700 for a DVD. That's pretty good. Uh, I've I'll, I've got I got Robin Hood on DVD for free uh-huh. quite a while back. And I think I've got about 450 points at the moment. So almost a, a free Blu-ray. That's pretty good. Uh, That's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about that. No. Yeah. Um, I wanted to check that out and so you just like have to what do you do after just go in and register and then you just type in the codes uh-huh. you get in each release right aye uh-huh. well that's, that's a good idea 
So, that's about all I've got for this week, Simon. Yeah, me too. So, Gary, any ideas what you want to talk about next time? Uh, what film we could look at? Sure. Yeah, next time I thought we could talk about the film Gummo, directed by Hamry Kareen. Got you. Um, just to break out the horror. I've been doing yeah, three horror movies, yeah, so uh-huh. mm-hmm. do something a bit different within our um, mandate, yes. Uh, this film, uh, directed by Kareen, who is the screenwriter of the film Kids, uh, is about a little American town where a hurricane destroys or kills off all the, the parents and the kids run amok. Got you. Probably some crazy shit. Yeah. So it's an odd little movie, one of my favourites, sure. so... Yeah, I'm definitely interested in seeing this it. one. Yeah, definitely. Sounds good to me. Okay, so that's us for this time on Cinema Subculture. Thanks for listening, and... Be extreme. <laughs>